Okay, hello everyone. Uh, welcome to the Chloe and Web3 Friends show. So this is a unique gateway to the world of the Web3. So I'm the host Chloe, and this show will bring you close to the heart of the Web3 industry and offering the first-hand insights from the pioneers who are shaping this revolutionary field. So from the professional exchanges or to uh, innovative, uh, innovative startups entrepreneurs, we explore their journeys, their win points, and the latest trends uh, in Web3. So whether you are an aspiring Web3 enthusiast or a startup entrepreneur, so this show is designed to keep you informed and inspired. So today we are so honored to invite Marcelo to our show. Marcelo is a CEO and the co-founder of the Commune 30 year. And uh, so, yeah, Marcelo, and let off our audience to know more about you and also your project. Absolutely. So yeah, just as uh, Chloe had mentioned, um, the founder of uh, Communera, we're basically a, a community management agency. I've been in the industry since uh, 2017 as an investor, mm -hmm. got into um, NFTs in 2021, and in 2022, I started working full-time as a community manager for a bunch of different projects. At this point, it's almost two years I've been doing this, um, worked with almost a dozen, a dozen different projects mm -hmm. in, in DeFi, NFTs, as well as uh, different organizations like Web3 MTL and ETH Montreal. Um, and yeah, and recently I've started my agency where I believe um, community management is very important when it comes to uh, building a project. You might have the best product, but if nobody really knows about it and if nobody really is able to stick around, it's going to be really hard to um, to build. So I really think building a community is very important. And that's definitely what we've seen with a lot of the most successful projects in the space they tend to have uh, community leaders that are driving a lot of initiatives, keeping the community engaged, keeping them informed, keeping them interacted, and essentially building a relationship. And I think that's what community building is about, building relationships. And um, I think that's really what stands out the most, in my opinion, when it comes to Web3 compared mm -hmm. to the Web2 world. It's uh, it's the relationship aspect and how, how much more transparent and much more engaged communities are in, in the businesses of Web3. So that's really what we're offering. Um, I'll I'm, I'll for sure answer more throughout the interview, but that's a little bit of a of a little blurb about what we do and who we are. Wow, yeah. Well, that's excellent. Yeah, I just know you got the different, you got touch with the diverse industries according to your experiences, even the DeFi, the NFT, like that. So even so for now, like Web3 has introduced to some new concepts like the deal organization and also the metaverse. So as a services for provider focused on the community, so how do you support your clients in establishing the community management and uh, uh, conducting the business in this new realm? Absolutely. I think, um, you know, as much as it's a new business, I think that... Um or a new industry, I do think human values are still the same. Mm -hmm. um, and the same principles apply. So I think that when it comes to community building, especially in Web3, we focus mainly on Discord and Telegram, mm -hmm. as well as a bit of Twitter. Um, I mean, a lot of Twitter. But in terms of uh, community building, we're focusing mainly Discord and Telegram. And what we do is 
a huge role is moderation. So having somebody on the floor, having somebody to respond mm -hmm. immediately is very important. So one of our services is 24-7 moderation, as I I believe that's very important. Um, I forget the statistic, but I remember reading it somewhere where when somebody joins a Discord, the first the first few minutes determines whether they're going to stick around or not. So you'll sometimes see a lot of discords that have tens of thousands of members, but nobody really sticks around. And you could really see what they're doing in terms of customer retention or engagement. And mm -hmm. I think that just having somebody to respond immediately or within, you know, a, a reasonable time within the time that somebody responds or asks a question is very important. So mm -hmm. I'll often jump into discords. Mm -hmm. Somebody asks a question and nobody talks to them. No community manager or moderator replies. And if they do, it's to, it's the next day or it's in like eight hours. And I think that personally, that really, that really hurts a community. And I think it's important to have somebody on the floor immediately to respond. And uh, what I mean by on the floor is just having somebody behind their computer responding when they can. And yeah. I think that's super important as that's what starts to create a dialogue, starts at, you know, somebody asks a question, you respond and you have a follow up and, you know, automatically you create something there. And when somebody jumps into a discord and they start to see yeah. engagement, they start to see a conversation, it yeah. encourages and creates a whole different um perspective on the community and i think that's important you know so um that's super important for us and you know a huge aspect of what we do is we host activities i think having you know discord is fun because it's a great way to connect with people and um we like you know having different activities depending on the project but anything as small as a game night a movie night hosting AMAs, I think is important, town halls, Q&As, oh, yeah. you know, there's so many different things you could do, but hosting or facilitating spaces for people to kind of, people from your community to participate and to jump in and to see that you're engaged and that that you're involved. And as I had mentioned, essentially building a relationship. So I think all of that is important. And at the beginning, I did mention, you know, human values are always going to be the same. So when it comes to building relationships, I think it's getting to know who your users are. And myself as a community manager, I always try to get to know um, our members and I try to recognize them. So when I see Maria in the Discord or when I see Matthew or John, it's like I, I try to start a conversation and I know who that person is. So when John sees me jump into the Discord and ask, hey, mm -hmm. how how are the kids doing or you know how how's this thing happening or did you see the game and it's like they know i know this part of them that they love football or that they have two kids or that they went camping and i bring it up it's like okay this person really he remembers me and he cares about me yeah. and i think doing that enough oh. times builds builds a relationship and mm -hmm. you know that's how you build a community in in essence i mm -hmm. believe and you know it's really building a relationship showing that you care and, you know, being transparent and sometimes things, you know, with tech, it's not always easy. You know, you'll make plans and something will happen. But I see some projects, they don't communicate what's happening. And it's like, OK, there's some delays. Sorry, guys. But some people avoid that. And I think that's that hurts them. It's much more um, authentic and responsible. And it shows it's much more admirable when when a community leader or a founder jumps in. It's like, hey, guys, I know, you know, we had anticipated launching on this day but something happened we're gonna have to postpone for the two weeks and then that's where the community managers come in and you know they handle the fud or they handle some of the negativity that comes in but it's just instilling confidence being transparent and showing them that you know we're not 
going anywhere. And I think that when people see that, it really builds confidence in, in, in the project, in the leaders, and builds a solid, trustworthy relationship, as mm -hmm. that's, I think, the most important part when it comes to uh, building a community. So, yeah, I, I hope that answers your question. I know you mentioned the metaverse, DAOs, all, the, all of these things. I think they're all, these are all um, things that are happening in the industry. But at the end of the day, I think uh, regardless of the business or the industry, it, it just comes down to human values and building a relationship with uh, with your members. That's how I kind of see it. Yeah, so I can see that no matter you are in the deal or the metaverse or the NFT or even the DeFi, this kind of the specific the field, even for the community management, is similar, right? So you also need to build that the transparency, also the friendly, the community, and to reply the immediately like this, all this kind of thing. So in your view, it's like, uh, how do you measure that the effectiveness of community management in for one project? Is it because I know you already mentioned some of some of the points. I mean, could you to briefly to point it out? So how to measure that? Okay, this community's management is pretty good and like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you know, I did answer a few of the questions, but I, I definitely would love to expand on it. I also kind of want to add to it. I think um if anything, I would argue the metaverse and, and DAOs contribute better to community building in a way and make it more hands-on, especially when we're building online. You know, uh, it's one thing to build it on Discord and Telegram mm -hmm. where it's a chat and you're engaging with people. But I think it's fun. I see some communities hosting activities on metaverses like Decentraland or Sandbox. And I love that. I think it's a really great way to connect with people. And we've seen it, you know, especially during the last pandemic, when things happened, I think um, we needed to find ways to engage with people because we were all locked at home. And the only way we had we were able to connect was through was virtually. So, you know, there's many different dimensions of it. I guess one way would be like texting people through chat. Another way is a video call, which is a bit more interactive. And then another way, I guess, would be interacting virtually on a metaverse, which I think there's so many different amazing projects out there. Uh, I, I named already Sandbox or Decentraland. I know there's many others. But I would definitely, if I, you know, if I'm building a community, I would find a way to host, you know, I mentioned hosting game nights or parties or, you know, poker nights or AMAs. But I think using metaverses or using these virtual landscapes to interact with your community is another way to definitely build a stronger relationship. And, you know, having a night where a Decentraland night or, you know, all these things could like definitely build more interaction and community oh, yeah. in a way that um in a way that you know maybe handling some talking to someone on a discord might not so you know it's really facilitating spaces for people uh twitter spaces but it could be any form of a space where people could interact and come together and engage mm -hmm. and i think my favorite part one of my favorite parts about web3 it's it's the the low the low barrier of entry. I think what's fun is that like unlike other businesses in Web two, it's really hard to speak with the CEO or it's really hard to interact with the executives of a company. But nowadays, as a founder, I think you know if I were running a project uh, or I'm helping with my clients, I always suggest like as a founder, it's great for the founders to jump into the Discord too, because going back to my points. 
it shows transparency and it shows relationship. And I think that when you have a founder in the Discord jumping in, and it doesn't have to be every day, founders and CEOs are busy handling other CEO stuff. But I think it really shows uh, that people really care. You know, one of the projects I yeah. work with, um, not one of our clients yet, but I've been with them for over a year as a community manager is Parsec. And Tom is amazing. He always jumps into the Telegram and people ask questions and to me, it's amazing when he jumps in because it's like, yeah, okay, you could ask the community managers and we do our best job to answer it, but nobody answers the question better than the CEO. And, you know, we're there to kind of facilitate the community, to moderate, to ask questions. But when he jumps in once in a while, might be once every two weeks, but when he does, he leaves an effect, a really big effect. And people love that. And anytime there's any FUD or any uncertainty, it's like, okay, Tom wow. is here to kind of answer my questions. And I think... That's a huge advice I have for any project that's kind of building in Web3 or just building any project. I think that's something that Web3 has really taught us. It's just the transparency aspect of it, valuing your your customers, but really building a relationship with your community. And I think that that's really uh, important. So, and yeah, to answer your question, because I kind of went everywhere here, but um, yeah, it's really, you know, responding quickly, being engaged, asking questions, showing that you care. You know, people feel that when people, people are, are are not stupid, people are very intuitive. And I think we could feel when someone is just kind of there for the money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, don't get me wrong, the money is important, we all need to pay our bills, I want to make money too. So I'm not going to lie and be like, Oh, you know, I'm working for free here. We all want to make money. But we also need to show some heart, in my opinion, and show that we care. And people feel that, especially, you know, even if it's virtually through a screen, you could feel when somebody cares. And yeah. I think just making the effort to show up and mm -hmm. respond to people, show, you know, spark conversations and, you know, follow up with people and, and remember who your active users are, your unique um, users that keep coming, that keep your loyal users. That's the word I was looking for. And mm -hmm. building a relationship with them is the most important part. You know, you could have hundreds of people, thousands of people in your Discord, but it's the few, it's the 10 active users that really yeah. build that and hold everything together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are, yeah, some of my thoughts on, on that question. Well, that's excellent. Uh, because I know even for the, especially for the initial stage of the one project, the CEO and also the founders, they can reply the message on the Discord and even on the Telegram, that's, wow, that's a huge work, you know? <laughs> yeah, yes. but I really yeah. admire, okay, what are they doing? That's excellent. But I think that will work very well. Excellent. Uh, then the, maybe a community manager, they reply to the message on the Telegram or yeah. the Discord like that. So apart from this, I think the one thing you mentioned is like, uh. So the one thing is like for the community manager, they reply uh, immediately on the community and even they can show very, recognize someone, maybe the loyal users on the community, while then you can build a, I think you can build a really strong relationship with them. So I think apart from these two kinds of the parts, like the ones you mentioned, like the AMA, even the Twitter space, for one project, they need to hold for their users to show, okay, even they couldn't physically got touch with this project, the founder or the co-founder, something like that. But they can feel that, okay, this is a, how this project is going well, how is project going and also uh, what's this project about like that. So even I think in case kind of the community activities like that 
to let delivery that's a what's a vision, what's a value you deliver to this industry and let your users and other community members to feel okay, this kind of a thing. So that's that's cool. That's cool. And also, uh, my question for Nest is like uh, you know, um, uh, the social media and also the online communities play a really important role in the Web three uh, eco whole ecosystem. So I want to ask. Because you have already mentioned the media, the Twitter, the Telegram, the Discord, and even the other the social media like that. So how do you hold your services to help to build a maintain a strong communities on this kind of the platform? Because I know even for different platform, even for the Twitter, they play a different role on the whole community building. And uh, even for the Telegram, even for the media, totally different. And so I want to ask, like, how do you have the plans to build and what kind of the strategies or the tools uh, you want to share with other projects to know, okay, to build a community management? Absolutely. So um, this Court and Telegram are its own uh, little world where, you know, um, I think most important thing is having hands-on moderators to respond to everybody. But, you know, when it comes to Twitter, for instance, um, and this applies to Discord and Telegram too, but it's content creation, you know, facilitating content and educating um, your community and keeping them in the know. So I think when it comes to Twitter, it's like, it, it's con like, I'm really focusing now building my own Twitter, which I think is really fun. Um, but, yeah, you know, just that. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I think there's many other social media platforms, but Twitter or X, whatever we want to call it now, uh -huh. um, is definitely the, the most important one. Uh, notice, I'm also noticing LinkedIn is great as well for B2B. Twitter, or just for building. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my two favorite, uh -huh. especially in Web3. And then, you know, you have your Instagrams, your TikToks, which yeah. um, depending on the project, it could be relevant. Um, it doesn't always have the, the crowd. I think, you know, if you're a protocol or more of like a DeFi project, then absolutely yeah. Twitter. Um, if you're building something like an NFT, I think Instagram and TikTok is still applicable, though, for a DeFi protocol or whatever. But I'm seeing more. I could see more NFT projects uh, being on those platforms. I love what Pudgy Penguins is doing. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen them on Instagram, but they're crushing it with the content. It has nothing to do with NFTs, but they're making very they're making relatable content. And I think that's what's fun. Um, it's just an observation what I'm what they're doing, but just bridging the gap between Web two and Web three, and it's like you get under Instagram, you don't even know it's an NFT project. You just think it's these cute little penguins that are having fun, and it's like okay, and then you get on the page, and then it starts asking questions about the project, and curiosity strikes, and then next thing you know, who knows, they might buy an NFT. But uh, the reason I'm saying that story is because I believe I see social media as, um. I don't want to say the word gateway, like gateway drug, because like that's the word that comes though. But it's kind of that where it's like somebody sees you're you're pulling people in, you know. So on Twitter, they see you on your feed. They might see you reply to somebody. They might see your Twitter space, and that's kind of what drives them into yeah. the Discord and Telegram. Yeah. Might drive them to your white paper. Might drive them to your website. Might drive them to your Open C link. So these social media platforms, in my opinion, are very important. As I mentioned, specifically Twitter, possibly LinkedIn. Um, I'll focus here on Twitter, but it's very important because that's where people are going to discover you. People aren't going to discover you on Discord or Telegram unless 
they're introduced to it or somebody gives them a link. So yeah. Twitter is very important because people are going to find out about you through there. How do you get people's attention? Um, it's the same kind of thing, relationship building, but, you know, posting content consistently. Every project's different. Maybe you can't post every day, but I think posting at least a few times a week is very important. And the next question becomes, what do you post? Um, posting about the project, posting developments, posting, educating why your project could help an individual or uh, a or solve essentially a problem, you know, is very important. And I think also just commentating on what's going on in the world, I think is great, you know, new developments or collaborations or partnerships is definitely important too. But, you know, just having a conversation on what's happening in the world and jumping into conversations, that's definitely a strategy that's, um, I think helps a lot of projects. It's been helping me personally with my personal brand, but what's amazing about Twitter, it's the ability to just jump in and reply to people. And I think that, um, that's a very underrated strategy. So if you're, let's say, a protocol or, you know, I work with a lot of Web3 gaming projects, so I'll use that as an example, but mm -hmm. um, just reply to other Web3 gaming projects, jump into their, to their tweets and like reply and not just replying, but adding feedback and engaging. And I think that that's a really great way to kind of get your name out because um, if people, if you have a good reply, it could get a lot of views and people might see that and might follow you and might be like, okay, who's this project or what's this person up to? So those are a few things, but essentially what we do at Communera is we help with the content creation. Um, we're a, a lot of our, our community managers, our social media managers as well. So they're very in, they're very talented when it comes to writing in-depth threads, uh, blog formats, um, articles. So that's really helpful on the content creation side. And um, yeah, you mentioned Twitter spaces. I think having an avid Twitter space host is very important because um, I do think it's a skill that can be learned, but not everybody's uh, capable of doing it. They might just have to learn how to do it, but having the right person is very important, I think, because that's, you know, essentially they're the voice of the project. And so there's many different ways of doing it. Hosting town halls, I think, on a weekly basis is great because now people could jump in and you you facilitate and educate them on what, what are the developments of the week, what are happening, what are some partnerships, what have, what are new things that are coming our way. And, uh, you know, having guests on, I think, is great. Collaborating with other projects in the space. Yeah. That's my favorite thing about Web3, but it's, you know. I can't feel that. <laughs> Yeah, it's the collaborations aspect of it. And it's fun to have a guest on. And, you know, when you have another project on, what's fun about Twitter spaces is that um, yeah. their audience sees that you're on stage with them. Yeah. So you're cross promoting and yeah. you could have up to nine people on a Twitter space. So if you yeah. have a huge panel, you could have a good roundtable discussion on a topic. And suddenly you're all all everybody's audience on the stage could see that who's who's talking and essentially yes. you could cross promote everybody. So I think that's a huge underrated tactic that I see a lot of people doing that we do with some of our projects that helps a lot. And, you know, my last piece of my little spiel here, I think it's my favorite part. It's again, going back to the relationship part. It, my favorite part is, you know, at the end of an AMA is having time for people to jump on stage. And I think it's fun because your founder or your community manager has direct contact with your community members. And, yeah. And Mario or Chloe or Maria could jump on yeah. stage and ask me as a community manager directly questions. Yeah. And we could have a dialogue and other people could listen in. And I think 
again, that's the best part. One of my favorite parts about Web3, it's, you know, the lower barrier of entry. It's really hard mm -hmm. to speak with the CEO of a company or the leaders and ask questions. You might send them an email or submit a ticket or whatever, but, you know, people respond. But nowadays, it's like with Web3, I think the more access we give people, obviously, we need to have boundaries to some degree, but the more access we give people, the more... Um, the more involved people feel. And I think that when you're hosting an AMA, you know, you do your thing and then at the end you leave room for questions. It's, it really shows that like, okay, I'm accessible. And if you need anything, I'm here for you. And somebody jumps on stage and asks a question and it's not, suddenly they feel like they're a part of the process. You might actually say something very valuable and it's like, oh, wait, I didn't think of that. Thank you, um, Marie. Uh, th I don't know, I'm saying the same names. I can't think of other names right now, but thank you, Alex. Or Alexa for giving me that 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 mm -hmm. feedback or that insight. We didn't think about that, but we're going to consider it in our next team meeting. Mm -hmm. And if that if Alexa sees that you actually mm -hmm. integrate that in the next two weeks, it's mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, they value my opinion. They actually care. And it's like, and yes. if you don't, maybe it's not in your plans. You still you you still heard them out. And I think as humans, one of our greatest desires is the need to feel heard. And I think that when a community feels heard. Even if like you don't, you know, because you can't do everything your community says sometimes or it might just not, they don't see everything that happens behind the scenes. You might be doing something else, but you can't tell them yet. But just because just that you're there actually taking into consideration what they're saying, mm -hmm. it might actually uh, go a long way. And that might lead to being a very loyal community member down the line where it's like, okay, I like this project. This person actually cares about the community. This person values what people have to say here. I'm going to stick around and see what happens and, you know, builds trust, builds confidence in the project and builds that relationship that I think all projects and communities need. Yeah. So Twitter is a pretty good platform. The social media, one of the social media is to even for the project, also the founder and even the co-founder or any members of this one project to show your ideas, to build that the very close interaction with your users, this kind of thing, you because you can replace that immediately to build that the pretty, pretty good impression for your users. So I think the Twitter, so for the first choose, like that choice. And the second one is like you mentioned the linking. So linking also the good and even the, for the project and even for the founder or the co-founder, they're all pretty friendly. And I think for the third, I remember I remember you mentioned it's like the Discord and Telegram. It's like the community. So let the people in, right? To build yourselves that community, uh community. And uh, so for the Discord and also Telegram. So do you have any ideas about these two kind of the platforms yeah um so yeah essentially it's i if i had to pick three social media platforms i would definitely go with twitter uh discord and telegram and maybe throw in linkedin i'm finding that linkedin is very that's how we connected actually yeah but i'm finding linkedin <laughs> linkedin is very underrated uh for web3 i find um you know it doesn't have to be b2b necessarily but yeah I just think the community there is really, um, it's really hot. I think it's really hot. And I think a lot of people don't underestimate it. I think first thing we think of is web, when we think of web three, it's Twitter or Discord. And I think that those are great. Uh, I live on Twitter every day, but I think LinkedIn is really underrated to meet other people. And um, yes, your question was for Discord and Telegram. What was the question exactly for Discord and Telegram? Like what, uh, what we, what would somebody do on Discord and Telegram or what value it would provide? 
Yeah, like uh, for some of the projects, how they can build that the community on the Discord and even the Telegram. So what kind of the tips you can share with them? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, going back and it's so because of the way Discord and Telegram works, unless uh, somebody's funneled from somewhere else, it's going to be really hard to kind of build a Discord and Telegram, which I think is why it's important to have a, an important uh, Twitter strategy because it's through their or LinkedIn, or, you know, all these other social media platforms, but I'll stick with Twitter right now. And that's where most people are going to find you. You know, if you have the link in the bio, um, if you don't put a link in the bio, you could have like a link tree if you want to have multiple links. But I essentially, I think it's important to also have an important Twitter strategy because that's where people are going to discover you. And and then once once people are starting to get on Discord and Telegram, there's so many different incentives you could host. I think it's important to um, to kind of have initiatives. So, you know, I think um, I was going to say, you know, it's important to kind of reward your current members, which will which might lead them to invite other people. So I was going to say, you know, having initiatives like a community member of the month is a uh, type of activity is important because you pick maybe one active community member of your sorry, a member of your community. And it's like hosting that every month. It makes people feel like they're, they're welcome. It makes people feel important and makes, and it's like, when you do that, suddenly it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm an, I'm a, I'm a valued member of this community. So having a community member of the month is a really great technique. I think having an ambassador program or, you know, having what's fun about Discord is having different roles. So, like, having maybe an OG role or active. Yes, it is. Thinking, yeah, having different roles for rewarding active members is a really great way to kind of build it up. And then from there, they might, it's word to mouth. You know, I think essentially once you start building your Discord, other people are going to want to be invited, uh, want to be a part of it. And they might tell your, their friends and all that. So, it's kind of like driving up your current community members which would lead them to bring in their friends and bring in other members from within the discord, which and telegram, for instance. And then, you know, having, if, if you want to be really creative, having other initiatives, maybe having a giveaway or if you invite yeah. a certain amount of people, you're applicable or an invite competition, whoever invites the most members. Yes. Obviously you have to be careful with that because there's a lot of bots and that's where um, agencies like us, Communera will help with that and we can figure yeah it in a way that you know you're not getting botted and we make sure everybody's a unique mm-hmm. uh active user mm-hmm. and then it's just there's many other ways i think uh a lot of tools that we've used are uh, web3 social tools like uh, you know galaxy zealand yes. link3 have been very useful for us um to kind of you know i have mixed feelings because i know that it kind of it could bring a lot of like giveaway hunters and stuff but i think if you do it in a right way um, there's a really great way to kind of bring in a lot of people and essentially reward a lot of your active members. So it's kind of using these uh, Web3 social tools, creating incentives and creating activities that encourage people within the Discord and Telegram to invite other people. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think everything is word to mouth. You know, that's what social media is. That's what uh, community building is. It's all word to mouth. We just kind of do it differently now virtually but at the end of the day that's what we're doing and when we are a part of a community that we really like we tell our friends and it's like you know at at two meta 72 the services you offer somebody might really like it and then they that's they might tell a business partner or a friend and it's like that's how everything works and i think 
if you create an environment that people feel welcome and really enjoy, essentially, naturally, they'll just end up telling other people. So it's kind of creating that 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 um, creating that environment for people to do that and kind of finding ways to kind of encourage them to invite other people. Oh, uh, yeah. So even for the Telegram or even the Discord. So one of the things is like you build that kind of the phenomenon and environment to let your users feel, OK, this is a value the project we want they want to recommend this project to their friends and okay they all get involved in here and you give their maybe the different the identity here the different role even on the discord so telegram is more much more general and even for the discord like uh, the more specific the users even the more potential users are here on the discord so you can get the very close uh, the relationship with them so I want to ask, apart from this kind of thing, is kind of the social media. So what do you think of the YouTube and also the media? So for the media, it's like the, I can say, that they launched that the article. Even for the YouTube, they launched the long video like that. So do you think these two kinds of the social media are necessary for one project to build? That's a great question. I wouldn't say necessarily I think it's necessary, but I do think it's a huge plus. And essentially, you know, it depends on every project's budget and it depends yeah. on every product's uh, scope of, you know, exploration. But essentially, I think if you could do everything, it, it's a plus. You know, if you could be on every social media platform, then it's a big benefit rather than just choosing a few. The question just becomes like the time management and the content creation and all that. But absolutely, if you could also be on on, on YouTube, then, then go for it, you know? And I think um, YouTube is great for long form content. I think it's great for just building your brand long-term. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, even YouTube shorts, um, is a very underrated tool i think uh if people already understand the, how to create reels on tiktok and instagram yeah it's literally the same thing on youtube and what's yeah. great is that it's underpriced attention it's that there isn't as many people you doing youtube shorts as there is on tiktok or you or instagram yeah. so if you you might just actually and i've seen this before but i've seen some of my content creator friends post the same reels from instagram and tiktok on youtube and get more views and it, nothing's changed it's just that there's less it's supply and demand there's less people creating content on youtube shorts and the demand is there because youtube has billions of users so yeah. it's definitely th something to think about but long-form content i think is great i love medium um you know we had mentioned um it's definitely something that we do here at communera so a lot of our uh our community managers are great copywriters and it's not just for Twitter or LinkedIn that they could write long form content. But I think that same long form content is applicable to medium, if not even more, since there's even a lar larger uh, scope of, of writing that you could do. So absolutely for it. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, everybody consumes information differently. Some people I consume information better in new in video and mm -hmm. audio form than reading I, I i hate reading i love reading but like i have yeah. such an 80 brain exactly. <laughs> I'll read something and my brain's over here i'm like what three <laughs> i'm thinking about other stuff but um what's fun about youtube or video or audio i think some people consume information better that way and i know myself as a as a consumer 
Um, if I had the choice between video, audio, or, re or, or written form, I would probably choose video because I just prefer to consume information that way. My attention um, is much better, and I feel like I'm able to just retain things much better that way. So everybody's different. Some people prefer uh, written form, and I think that's what's important here. I think it's that having kind of something for everyone make really goes a long way. Some people might just prefer watching your YouTube videos. Yeah. Some people might hate watching videos and yeah. prefer reading. So having medium is great too. So yeah, I guess uh, to answer your question, if you could be on all platforms or do them, do as many as you can, then by all means, you know, it doesn't, it never hurts to kind of be everywhere, mm -hmm. but that's the thing. If you can't do that, then I would focus mainly on Twitter, LinkedIn, discord and telegram um as the main ones as um you know focus if, if you're just starting out maybe that might be the best strategy start with those four start with one or two you know if you if you only had to pick two i personally would choose twitter and discord and just focus building on those two yeah. because it might just be too much work um to build on every other platform or you know it might be out of your budget maybe you can't hire communera right now or you can't hire a content creator or a social media manager to work on the other platforms and maybe once you get to a better place you can but if you had to pick one or two start with twitter start with discord start building there being consistent and then from there you know evaluate where to go but i think those are the best places to be right now for web3 yeah okay so you also answered my next question it's like so do you have any suggestion for the one project who are in the zero to one this phase the stage like this so as you I mentioned focus on the twitter or even focus on the discord or the telegram to build that the huge at the the strong friendly interactively the community right to deliver the value and the vision to your users like that right yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to add to your question, how, you know, for, for projects that are starting from zero to one, I think, yeah, getting right on, on it, you know, building your community is the most important thing. I've, I've spoken to some projects that would ask me like, yeah, we have our launch in six months and we're doing this this time. And it's like, is it a good idea to start building our community now? It's like, and it's like, yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, you want to have your community by the time you launch that way you have something to show people and you have people to show too so start by building your community you know start with your discord start with your uh start with your twitter and you know just start engaging with people try to and a few members that might be in your discord you know just showing up every day small you know a gm goes a long way <laughs> it's just like showing up every day gm everyone and it's just like starting a conversation with that could go a really long way i think and you know, something I'm personally learning from experience, um, and I'm, I'm sure maybe you could relate as well, but, you know, when it comes to starting a project from zero to one, I guess, you know, the timing is very important. Uh, the market that we're in right now, we're in a bear market. So uh, I'm, very, I'm very mindful. Things are slower nowadays. You know, it's, it's definitely harder to build during a bear market. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. But that's not a bad thing. I think the best time to build um, is during the bear market because when the bull market comes you've built the foundation you've built relationships you've built the product yeah. so that when you actually have people to, that are willing to throw money now you have something to show them and yeah right now everybody's kind of trying to raise their next round people are on a budget people are trying to like evaluate 
the situation, um, you know, this whole, for instance, the Bitcoin ETF coming out. I had one potential client is literally just waiting to see what's going to happen with that because he believes that's going to drive, start driving more results in the market. You know, I have people waiting for the Bitcoin having, and I have people just waiting for, you know, to raise their next, their next venture rounds of capital so that they have money to hire agencies like us. So we're in the talks with a lot of different companies, but, um, you know, it's really about the timing. So right now, what I'm focusing a lot on is building relationships with amazing projects like Chloe's project or many other projects that we're speaking with and essentially building connections with people and building the foundation of our name so that when the market starts to come again, we have um, a good product to show people and we've built a reputation and we've built the relationship. So um, that um, I say that because I think it's very important to keep in mind. So if you are starting a project now, you know, great time to get in. Just keep in mind that things might not move as quick, but when the bull market comes, things work on their own. You know, I know, I remember when I was, I wasn't working on Communera and I was just a community manager full-time working on a few different projects like a year ago, year and a half ago when like the market was better. Like I used to get an offer on LinkedIn every week, every two weeks for the, for a job. And then it's like, now I barely get any offers. And that's kind of what essentially got me to want to start Communera was like, my God, I'm always getting a job offer. I can't take it all. I, I need a team under me. And that, then it's like, I've been playing with this idea for a while until I started it. And I'm like, okay, why it's, I think it's great to have a team because now anytime or when the bull market comes and people are, are hiring left and right for community managers, it's like, I can't take the job, but I have somebody that can. So that's, what's really exciting about what we're doing with Communera and, you know, building during these times, man, just push through it. It's building relationships, uh, keep pushing through. And it's just like exploring different avenues. And um, I really believe in relationships. I think right now, try to get on as many calls as you can with people. That's why LinkedIn is great. You know, I think Twitter is awesome for content creation and brand mm -hmm. awareness yeah. and building relationships too. But LinkedIn's incredible for that. I'm connecting with people every day. Um, and sometimes, you know, I just jump on a call with someone just to kind of get to know them. And it's like, you don't know where that yeah. could go. Maybe. That could be your next client yeah. or it could be your next partnership. So, so yeah, those yeah. are some, some ideas. Yeah, something like the Twitter linking and also the Telegram, maybe the first three the social media they need to choose as the zero to one this kind of the phase or stage for the one project you can choose so for discover and for to keep the interactive with their interaction with their users like that so also the one thing you mentioned is like the web three the social media so like galaxy or this also kind of the tools for them to do some of the giveaway to attract more users into their the telegram or the discord like that and even recently so we can see that the uh, demos and also the trends these all kinds of the web3 social media and even we have the link tree but we also have the link three this also kind of for the one person they can build their profile like that so do you have an idea about that why does a project they need to choose this kind of the web3 the social media and to include in their like the social media uh, metrics like that yeah you know, I don't think it's necessary, but I do think it's a huge plus and a huge benefit. Oh. Um, I, we use it a lot. You know, it's going to be hard during the bear market to build mm -hmm. community, um, but I do think it helps a lot. I've used, I used uh, Link3 a lot for Twitter spaces. You know, sometimes 
especially if you're starting off, not everybody's going to join your Twitter space. And it kind of sucks. You know, you have an interview, you're going to interview a guest and maybe you have one person in the audience because nobody knows who you are. But link three is great because now people are able to discover you more. And suddenly you might have 80 people in the audience that are listening to you. And it's like, you know, a lot of them are there for the raffle or for the giveaway that you're hosting. But a lot of them are going to are could potentially stick around because through the giveaway or the raffle that you're hosting on link three, they might discover your project and it's like, oh, okay, this is really interesting. And now you have a, an active user or a loyal follower, or you might have multiple. And it's like, so it's really cool. And it really helps with the numbers too. You know, um, it drives engagement. It helps with your following. I've helped a lot of projects. Um, one of my projects I'm working with IQ Protocol. I've been with them for over a year. We yeah. use link three for every Twitter space and wow. we've grown thousands of followers just through link three and hosting twitter spaces and it helps a lot you know so and oh, okay. it helps fill the room it helps get a lot of audience members tuned in and it, it really helps create a better image i find especially when things are slow so link three is amazing for twitter spaces uh in my opinion i love it um galaxy is great too galaxy's worked with so many great projects um to help build their communities you know, I'm kind of blanking out right now. I can't think of all the projects that I've seen them work with, but I think Polygon's one of them. And I know many others that have worked with them to kind of essentially build a community. And what's great is that you could incentivize people to interact with your platform, maybe your protocol and yeah. engage. And it's like people might discover it through this platform. And a lot of them, like I said, might just be around there for the giveaway, but a lot might actually stick around because... Through the giveaway, they might discover your platform, but through that, it, they might actually stick around because it's like, oh, okay, there's more to this than just a giveaway. This is actually a really cool project yeah. followed. And now they're in your Discord and now they're just jumping in all the time. And it's like, there's a lot there. And um, I mentioned Link, tr Link 3, Galaxy. Another one I really like is Port 3. Yeah. Um, Zeely is a really popular one. It used to be called Crew 3, I believe. Um, but a lot of people use it and it's been really great. I know we're using it uh, from one of our campaigns with uh, Bracket Labs uh, for, a, for a product launch that we're doing. So I think it's really great for product launches or for, you know, hosting events to kind of get more people engaged and interacted and involved with whatever you're doing. And um, essentially a really great way to kind of get your numbers growing as well, you know, especially during these times, you know, like I said, during the bull market, everything is natural. Like, I, I know Maybe as a marketing the bull agent. Market, less. <laughs> Sorry? I mean, let's wait for the bull market. Yeah, because yeah. lots of people are saying like, it will, will come in the next year, right? 2024. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I think 2024, 2025 could be a good year. Uh, good run but you know right now we got to find other ways to build and yeah. like i said this is the best time to kind of build during these times when people when most people don't want to stick around during these hard times but yeah i think uh, those that stick around will get really will get rewarded nicely when the time comes yeah that's right so also the next question is like i want to uh talk with you like that so you know recently lots of the community like the community agent, not they're kind of they're not just agency, they're just like the KOL, something like that. And they call themselves it's a DAO. Even they just have a community or a Twitter and uh, which have a great like uh, followers and also the members. 
And uh, I wonder, as I'm really curious about, so what's the differences between the DEO and the community? So what's the fundamental differences between these two kinds of things, the DEO organized uh, governors and the community management? So does the, like the DEO can, this kind of the structure inherently to benefit the community building? So with the project like that. So what's the differences? Yeah. So can it help get, get the benefits from this deal? Yeah, totally. I think every project's different, but uh, DAOs are interesting because I think um, the same way, you know, I've been, I've been going off over here in terms of community building and kind of getting your community involved. Mm -hmm. What's nice about DAOs is that you're actually giving governance to your community and they actually have a say now in a way that, um, is democratized and it's, you know, it's calculated and it's equated in a way that, you know, depending on how the DAO system works, but whether it's with tokens or, you know, NFTs or whoever has the most ownership, you know, has a higher say, but essentially it's cool because I think now suddenly your community members are able to really be a part of the decision-making of the project, which is fun, you know, and not every yeah. project wants to do that. Maybe they, they want to be a bit more centralized or, you know, they have their own vision, um, which is totally fine. Every project needs to figure out what's right for them. But yeah, totally. DAOs are great because I think in terms of community, I think it brings community building to, an, to the next level. And, you know, oh. it kind of token gates it, you know, and yeah. it creates a way that you know they're more involved in the decision making i think when it comes to building a community there's so many different levels um one of them is just having them in, engaged and involved and loyal to the brand and loyal to the community which is super important and then you could just leave it at that but the next level would be you know if you really want to get your community involved it's definitely having a dao in my opinion where they actually have a say on the decision making um as yeah. i think that's the best way to get somebody involved but Everyone needs to decide whether that's right for them or not. Not not everybody might want that, and that's okay. But I do think it's a great avenue to explore. And if somebody's comfortable with giving uh, some of the governance to their to their community, having providing them with a say on where the direction of the company or project or business, whatever you want to call it, goes, um, yeah, then DAOs are super underrated for that. And I think uh, it's very cool what you guys are doing with your project as a DAO because you're kind of doing that as well. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of my take on it. And in terms of the difference, I guess the difference is that community management or community building, it's, um, I think it's all the same. I, I just think it's kind of different levels. So, you know, when it comes to building oh, yeah. a community on Discord, you know, you have your active members, loyal members, all that stuff, uh, people showing up because they believe in a project and that's fantastic. And then, you know, there's a, a level beyond that, which is like the DAO, where it's like, okay, now the same members of my Discord or my Telegram essentially could help with the governance and deciding where the project goes. So it's uh, all very cool stuff. I'm definitely, um, I'm no expert in DAOs. I am, what I'm saying is like all like surface level stuff. But from my understanding, um, it's very cool. And I think it's a great way to kind of get the community more involved yeah. with the project and essentially be a part of it in a way that um, it wasn't really possible before. And I think that's what's exciting about Web3. There's all these new things that are coming out. Yeah, uh, lots of new things so coming out the way. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if I were to say anything, I think it's very interesting. And um, 
if it's something somebody wants to explore, then I would totally encourage it. You know, I think it's a very cool way to get your community involved in in the project. So, what do you think of the future development of the Web three, maybe within the three years or the five years, <laughs> and also yeah. the even the service ecosystem, this kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, you know, as I briefly mentioned at the beginning, I've been around since 2017, so I've seen yeah. a few cycles. Um, Historically, it's been shown that every four years we have a bull run, so every market has its ups and downs. I believe in real estate, it's every 18 years you have, you know, highs and lows, but uh, what's fun about crypto, it's much more volatile, It's uh, and it happens a lot quicker, so... Um, historically, if we look at every bull run, the last, you know, the first bull run, I believe was 2013, 2014. After that, you know, 2017, 2018 era, era, then the 21, uh, 2021, 2022 era. And now the next one, I believe will be in the 2025 era. Um, so all of this is essentially kind of predictable. And if you're, you know, if you've been in around, around in, in enough cycles, you're going to see that there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows. And I've seen everything. I, you know, I don't know how long you've been in the crypto space, but we've seen, we've seen these lows before different numbers, but the same, the same conditions. And we're going to see highs again. And um, if you're asking me where I think things are going to go in the next few years, I think things are going to be bullish again in uh -huh, next year or yeah. two or three. So what we're doing here is essentially I'm building for the bull run. I'm building for the next, the next, you know, the next pump, I guess, or the next time the market comes back and rebounds. And, mm -hmm. you know, this next wave is going to be interesting from, in my opinion, because I think that we're on the verge of mass adoption. I, I don't know if we're going to have another bull run the same way like this one. I think at this point, you know, we're going to have more institutional adoption, more bigger players getting into the space. And, you know, once that happens, you know, you BlackRock, JP Morgan, all the big guys start coming in. Yes. There's less is. for us. And I think it becomes more mainstream. So right now it's fun about Web3. It's we're building in a space that um is there's less big players and there's more cake to go around. And I think that as the years go by, probably after the next bull run, we might have another one, but I don't think it's gonna be as as profitable or as as exponential if you want to say as the ones that we've already seen mm -hmm. crypto is one of the only places it's probably the only place aside from like casinos and gambling which i i'm not for i don't i don't do any of that stuff but it's the only place where you could put an investment and make a thousand x a hundred x on your investment it's that's unheard of in other places the stock market if you put it if you invest you know invest your time you're lucky if you make a 2x, a 3, a 4, a 5x is amazing in the stock market. A 10x, unbelievable. In crypto, we see that all the time. <laughs> it's the only place, you know, yeah. you made a 20x, that's nothing. You should make a, you know, so it's like in the sense that like we're so used to seeing these gains. So I think that, you know, those that are really calculated, um, whether it's building, you know, as an entrepreneur, building a business or, you know, building your portfolio or even just, being self-employed and working for different projects in the space, you never know. It might be the next Amazon. It might be the next Facebook. Yes, and it is. So I cool believe. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you here. I swear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's really exciting. And I think right now those that are building have a huge advantage. So yeah, I'm really, really bullish for the next couple of years. 
I think, you know, a few trends that I've seen, I think Web3 gaming is going to be massive and could potentially, I mean, we've seen it already in the last 2021 run, but I think 2023, uh, 2024, 2025, we're going to see more interesting projects. I think play to earn P2E, you know, play to earn games like Axie Infinity and so many others have definitely made waves, but I'm excited to see games that are going to be more, more fun. Like Axie Infinity is a great game, but it's not... It's not like your go-to game. Nobody's playing Axie Infinity on a Friday night. You know what I mean? People are playing um, more exciting games. But I think that as the development goes, Mm -hmm. I think Web3 Gaming is really going to drive a huge part of the next bull run. I think, you know, gaming on its own is a multi-billion dollar industry. I think people, you know, annually, people have spent $100 billion on in-game assets. And I'm like, I, I, I constantly cannot understand how that's not on the blockchain i'm like wow the the moment that this happens and that like games that are fully on chain nfts and all that start to really happen it's like it's unbelievable how much potential is behind that it really freaks me out and i think that it's the one thing that could really drive mass adoption because gaming is the one thing that i think a lot of people could resonate with I'm, you know, like not everybody connects with finances, not everybody connects with like the financial aspect of things, but a lot of people connect with with uh, playing a game. And, you know, it, all it takes is something like this, it, which is my iPhone. And a lot of these games are being built on this. So it's really exciting to see that. I think that, you know, a lot of things are going to come back. The NFT, I'm more of an NFT degen. The NFT market's dead right now. It's it's horrible. <laughs> But I think it's going to come back. I think it will come back. And I don't know when, but it could take a couple of years, maybe. Probably the next bull run. Well, and so many other projects, you know. Well, what do you think of the social media? <laughs> of social media? The Web3 social media, like the uh, Mastodon, the Trans, the Demos, it's also kinds of the social media, Web3 social media like that. Like uh, like Twitter and stuff? Yeah, I mean, like, do you know the Mastodon, I guess? master i'm not too sure i'd have to and also the trends the demos oh got you yeah like a decentralized social media platform or maybe like like friend tech is that another one that maybe you're thinking of yeah um yeah totally i think i think it's interesting honestly like i i like the decentralized so i'd have to maybe take more time to look at um the platforms you mentioned but i i'll just speak off off of like my head or what i feel Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting. I think um, I think that's what drives a lot of people into Web3. It's the decentralized aspect of it. I think for so long, we've had centralized powers that have controlled everything. Yeah. And, you know, that's been fun. But I think now we're in an era that like we're taking our ownership back. You know, yeah. I think that's what Web3 is about. It's about ownership. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think it's interesting. I I would definitely want to look more into those. I know Frentech is another platform that's been really popping up. I haven't gone on it yet just because I've been focused more on my Twitter. But yeah, it seems very interesting. And I think that um decent I think decentralized anything is a good thing. I think uh, you know, to some degree we need some centralization and some regulation, but I think it's fun to have things that are uh de- decentralized and essentially given giving the power back to the people. And I think that that's that that definitely excites me a lot. I think essentially, like I said, the powers have been in the hands of a few people for so long. And I think it's time that we finally take our power back. And that's what's fun about this whole thing. And we don't need to depend on other people to kind of 
um, make these decisions for us anymore. We could do it ourselves and we could actually own a lot of the things that we're involved in finally, because for a long time we didn't own anything, you know, and yeah, so that's kind of where I stand on that. But do you have any plan for, to maybe, do you have any plan in the, maybe in the, within the three years, second year? Yeah, so my plan is to continue building Communera. Um, currently, you know, we're mainly a community management agency, but the goal would be to be a full stack marketing agency. So I would love to uh, to help on so many other aspects. You know, I mean, I did mention a bit of social media management, but I would want to compound more on that strategy as well. I want to be able to offer SEO, um, graphic design, you know, the whole the whole shebang. I, I want to be like a full stack marketing agency that we can handle the whole thing. Uh, but right now, since we're very early in the startup, uh, I just I mainly want to focus on community management as that's our bread and butter. But yeah, that's that's kind of the vision. I want to be able to help out many different projects. And, you know, I've talked a lot about Web3. As obviously, that's what we're doing here. But I would love to work with Web2 projects as well. I think it's about bridging the gap between both worlds. You know, at the end of the day, we put these labels and these titles on things, but they're just names, you know, Web2 and Web3, they're just names. And I think yeah. at the end of the day, we're all people. And essentially, we're all going to be in Web3 one day. I think the blockchain is going to eat up the whole world. So, you know, it's to work with many different types of businesses. And, you know, um, and another thing is we're going to be looking at is a certification for community managers. We want to develop a course and a certification model so that, you know, we may make things really legit and people that work with us, it shows that, you know, they're certified by Communera and we really kind of want to be a household name where we're really building this brand out and people know Communera for community management and the services that we offer. So that's kind of uh, the plans for the future and just to continue building, you know, I've been, I've been doing this for the last two years as a community manager almost and uh, Communera is only a few months old, so it's very new but yeah, we're building for the future and I'm not going anywhere. I really believe in the future of Web3 and where this is going and um, I'm in it for the long run. So yeah. it's really about building relationships, building partnerships and yeah. building our portfolio. So and our expertise. So very excited about all that. Yeah, surely. Let's keep building. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, go, yeah, good luck to the commoner and also good luck to you, the Masila. And I think the Web3, the boom market definitely will come. So it's, I think it's also down the way. <laughs> Maybe the next mm -hmm. year or the year of the next year. So for us, we push all the Web3 industry to go forward like that. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for to be here. And we're so glad that this is a wonderful talking. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Chloe, for having us. And uh, thank you for having me. I'm happy to connect with you. And uh, yeah, happy to work together. Yeah, thank you.